Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. Um, we are entering week seven locks for you officially over the hump halfway. And of course, with me, as always, got my man, Brett Galt. What up, what up? I think this is probably the best slate we've had so far this year. I'm not a huge fan of the lines, but definitely the biggest week so far. Yep. And it is the biggest, the baddest, the most important game for our guest picker. We called it um, during the Big 12 SEC win totals. Two undefeated teams will be back on the pod for the third Saturday in October. T, welcome back to the show. Here we are. I thought it would happen, but our balls did it. Yep. All you need is a borrowed quarterback and um, he'll take it to the promised land. Hey, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And uh, apparently, um, Oh, Fuente wasn't good at fit, sorting out trash. No, 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 he wasn't. Um, but before we uh, jump into this week, um, just want to bring you uh, – Brett, take us through your emotions last night. You know, you go into every game right now expecting to lose. So it's really not like I get upset over anything. Um had to take out the quarterback to get it done, but to be fair, he's slid late, so it's kind of whatever. Um, boy, I mean, you talk about a battle of just two teams that don't play defense. I mean, our de- our defense is awful. Our it's it's our cornerbacks that are the worst. I mean, our DBs are literally awful. But hey, we got that win. We're back to five hundred. We're just trying to get to that win total of uh, six. We're trying to get over the five and a half and get us to the six so that we can shove it in Marcus's face. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Uh, I think I took West Virginia over five and a half week uh, zero. Yeah, you did. Uh, there you is, did. So yeah, we're, we're halfway there. We're, we're, we're halfway <laughs> there. So uh, so uh, Baylor was not – whenever I originally did this preseason picks, Baylor was not one that I had marked as a, as a win – However, Kansas was not one I had marked as a loss. So I think those two offset. So I think we're back on track for that West Virginia over five and a half. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little less – I mean, honestly, the crazy thing is, is like I think our best opportunity to beat somebody is Oklahoma right now. Um, yeah. I mean, that game could be literally uh, – I mean, the over-under, it's probably going to be like 68 or something like that because both teams does not have any defense – they, they might be our best option. Iowa State, but Iowa State's away, so I'm not really too keen on that. TCU will run all over us. They're all over us. Texas Tech next week, not really a huge fan. So I, getting three wins is, I don't know. We'll see. But we're hoping. You did the hardest thing, which is pulling the quarterback. Because there's my three favorite quarterbacks are JT Daniels, uh, Jarrett Garantano, and Spencer Rattler, because they must be the best practicing quarterbacks ever. Because they have they have all three convinced multiple teams of how good they are and just to go out and play like trash every week. So uh, the the first step was pulling him out of the game and y'all did that last night. So maybe the maybe the backup can get you all a little bit further. 
I uh, see. I'm a big. I'm a JT Daniels fan. Honestly, I th- I don't. I don't think it's our offense. I think it's our defense. I mean, offensively we can score. Defense is the problem. I mean, it's better. It's better than what we had last year, wasn't it, Marcus? I mean, our freaking Daggy or whatever that couldn't even win the job at uh, Western Kentucky or whatever. So, quarterback wise, I mean, JT Daniels. I don't know what he's going to do next year because he still has another year. So, I don't know. We'll see. But hey, we got to win. We're halfway there. Yep. So the Mountaineers already kicked off Thursday night. They got a win for Brett, um, helping him get to that over. But we have a lot of good action this week. Got a a ranked matchup in the ACC. I got the Wolfpack going up to to the Dome um, in Syracuse. Penn State, Michigan, got that in the Big Ten. Uh, SEC, you know, of course, we got Alabama going to Tennessee. Big 12, Oklahoma State, TCU. There's a lot of good football this week, and I'm sure we're going to cover most of those games. Before we get going, just want to thank Nalano Colsa Barbecue for bringing us this show. Um, Trevor, go ahead and tell us about the game of the week. Yeah, um, well, the, the, the pick of the week for, for Nalano Colsa Barbecue is actually going to be a uh, shocker, Penn State plus seven. Um, I had some long conversations with Chase about this one. Um everybody's hammering Michigan minus seven. It makes, it makes uh, no sense why that line's not moving a lot more than it is. Um, I think, you know, Penn state could be back to where they used to be and um, giving them a whole touchdown is a, is a pretty comfortable uh, place to be at. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive into that um, as we get into the slate, but let's go ahead and recap week six. That was in the books. So the show overall went nine and nine, just nice push week, but with the slate this week, I feel like we're going to get it back to that that 16 and six like sort of week for the syndicate. Um, so last week, nominal Coastal Barbecue, Kansas plus seven and a hook that hit and they were one and oh. Next on the week, Brett and I were tied. Brett's card, his three wins, Tennessee laying two and a hook against LSU, never a doubt. Kansas plus seven and a half and Pittsburgh laying 14 against the Virginia Tech Hokies. His three losses, Utah laying three and a hook, Kentucky laying nine and a half and NC State did not cover the three points, but they did get it done on the field. Um, Brett, what's your thoughts about last week? Last week, Utah, very disappointed. I mean, I don't know how you let UCLA kind of manage the line of scrimmage. Uh, Kentucky, to be fair, I didn't know Levis wasn't going to play. But still, I mean, come on. You can't lose to freaking South Carolina. And then NC State, I was there live in person, and that was one of the most boring games I've seen in a while. I mean, that first half was brutal. It was honestly hard to watch. I mean – Leary and the offense is just terrible right now. And then when Leary goes out, you actually have a little boost of energy. But I don't know. That was that was hard to watch. Yep. So that takes Brett to three and three on the week, sixteen and nineteen overall for the season. Maybe this week can get back positive. Uh, myself, I was three and three last week. My three wins: Tennessee land two and a hook against LSU, TCU, Kansas over sixty-seven and a half for a game that started out so slow. It sure did pick up in the second half. Um, even without Jalen, and it got over. And then Pittsburgh covered 14 against the Hokies. My three losses, Tennessee, LSU over 64. Kind of hurt. LSU, Tennessee gave me what I needed. LSU did not. Arkansas, Mississippi State over 59. Kind of same boat. Mississippi State took did what they needed to. Um, Arkansas couldn't get that offense going with the backup. Uh, just not a good show. And then Army, Wake over 66. 
that missed as well. Um, so that brings me to 28 and 27 overall for the season, up one game. And then we have Jamont. Jamont was two and three. His two wins, USC laying 12 and a hook, Wake laying 16 and a hook against the Black Knights. Very good win by Wake there. And his three losses, Maryland laying three, one of his more favorite plays. Uh, Utah laying three and a hook, miss, and so did Washington. Washington did not cover 13 and a half. So guest pickers overall in the season 18 and 21, but T is going to get us positive. He has five smoking plays for us this week and we can go ahead, hop into it. Yeah. And let me just say real quick, for those of you listening, if you're not following the not one of the coastal barbecue picks right now, then you're, you're losing money. I mean, we're, we're six and two on the season. We're not giving a lot of picks out, but we're giving out winners and uh, we plan to keep that trend going. All right. Um, so without further ado, anything y'all want to discuss before we hop into it? I'm ready for it. All right, T, kick it off. All right. So, yeah, like I, said, I, I promised you guys um, before this that I was only going to come with five picks. Uh, once I finally put everything together, I had nine. So I had to cut four out. Um, the first one that I'm going to give you guys, and I, I, I'm scared at how much I love this, is UNC minus seven. This, this makes absolutely no sense to me. They are only favored by seven points. I don't see how, how Duke hangs with Carolina. They're, they're going to get blown out. Drake May is going to put up his points. Carolina's defense will give up points, but usually they've been giving up less than Drake May has been scoring. I love that minus seven. I'm not taking it, but I, I that was on – I saw it, and I was I was contemplating. I, I mean – I haven't watched Duke. I mean, which who has? Let's be honest. I Carolina. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I don't know what Duke has on offense. But if I was taken, I would definitely go to Carolina. But I'm just not because I just don't know much about Duke. And so the silence after my pick was so scaring me at first. I didn't. Seems no one knows to think about this. And Duke's better this year than most years. But like I said, I think you know Drake May's not one of the best freshmen out there. He's one of the best quarterbacks overall out there. So I just – I can't see a situation where, where Carolina's defense is putting up or giving up more than Drake May's scoring. Yep, uh, I agree. Every reason you said, no further explanation needed. I am also taking Chapel Hill away in seven. Hate to bet on Chapel Hill, but I think the only other time I bet on them against Notre Dame this season, they didn't uh, they didn't cover for him, so they owe me one. Um, I, think, I think they should be able to outscore Duke. If they can hang high 40s, um, I mean, hell, this may be like – 49 to 38, something like that. Exactly. Um, what pick. The yeah. over's not a bad move either. Yeah, the over's not a bad move at all. Um, over sitting is 67 and a half around most places, if you can find that. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, travel hole lane seven. And I'll go ahead and foreshadow for the rest of I'm, I'm very ACC heavy this week in my picks. So, uh, you'll see a lot more of the ACC coming up. All right, Brett. I, right. I, I am too, honestly. Um, my next game is going to Blacksburg. It's kind of fade. We're kind of fading Virginia Tech, honestly, this whole year. We've seen the lack of talent. Miami. Now Miami's coming coming to limping as well. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of this Miami team. They've only won two games this season. I Just know. Bethune Cookman. I know. I know. But at the same time. I think it's just the talent. I mean, the talent disparage between the two teams. Virginia Tech just doesn't have any. Um, so I think they're going to get enough done to uh, to cover the seven right here. 
Yeah, and actually, um, I'm glad you said it first. This is one of my picks as well. I have Miami minus seven on mine. Um, Marcus is right. These are two trash teams. They're both only yeah. one, two games. Um, and Miami's not only lost games, they've lost bad losses. They've lost to an A&M that doesn't look good. They lost to Middle Tennessee State. And then obviously they they, um, they lost to Carolina in a surprising fashion where they where they were the ones that couldn't score, which is, is not usually how Carolina games play out. Um so, with that being said, I think Miami will cover this. I think the quarterback play is going to be the deciding factor here because I think, um, you know, Virginia Tech does have a good defense, but Grant Wells is going to give Miami great field position at least two times this game, I bet. Uh, he's a, the turnover king, and um, I think he'll continue that for sure. So, I'm playing this game as well. Um, I have Miami laying seven. The thing that hurt last week, Virginia Tech looked a little bit better on offense, but that defense is just leaky. Um, the defense is on the field so much. Uh, Miami's going to have a lot of opportunities to score points, although the game is in Blacksburg. The Virginia Tech actually sold this game out, how I don't know. I mean, they're loyal fans. Uh, don't get me wrong, but um, I, I, don't, I don't see it. If Virginia Tech does cover it, I think if Virginia Tech covers, they win the game outright. It's either going to be like one way or another. Um, but I think more times than not, Miami uh, covers a touchdown here for sure. And Miami usually plays pretty good when they go to Blacksburg. Um, old Big East rivalry, too. Um, uh, Y'all yeah, take the Canes. Cristobal, he needs this big spot game. He does. Big spot game. All right. Uh, Brett, Trevor, and I both have two. You want to go ahead and give us one? Um. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to go to I'm going to Syracuse. NC State's coming to town. I I think the whole thing here is I don't know how good Syracuse really is. I've seen enough of NC State where I'm just not sold, especially offensive, offensively. And I I don't I know I don't think Leary's been ruled out, but I just don't see him playing this week, especially when next week you have a bye week. So I think they're going to give them some rest. So I think Chambers will come in and play. And I think really all you got to do is you got to monitor the run with Chambers. He didn't throw at all last week. I don't know if that was planned or what, or he just can't throw. I've heard he, when he came from Charleston Southern, apparently he played an air raid offense. So apparently he can't throw. I'm not sure. But I, what I've seen from this NC State offense lately, I just – I'm not a fan of. So, I like Syracuse to cover the three and a half here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared how much we, we have all the same picks, guys. Um, this is one of my five as well. Uh, Syracuse minus three and a half. See, I I don't think Syracuse has the resume to, to say that they should be favored in this game. NC State has not looked good, but they've won when it mattered besides the Clemson game, which they kept close until the last few minutes. Um but I'm I'm siding with Vegas here because I don't see why Syracuse is favored in this game. It makes no sense to me. Um, usually, I like to go by the methodology that the that Vegas gives the home team three points. So in, in this scenario, we would be saying this Syracuse is still favored by half a point uh, according to Vegas. So with with all that being said, that's the reason I'm going with Syracuse here. Well, this is definitely going to be a sink or swim week because I have two plays here. On my first play, it'll be Syracuse, and that line is not three and a half. 
Um, I definitely have Q's winning. Chambers is funny. Um, one of my buddies, Joe Gold, who I like run dogs with on the weekend sometimes, he he was an offensive lineman at Charleston Southern, and Chambers was his quarterback there. So he hit me up. He was like, yo, like, saw NC State, Chambers got in. Like, he used to play with me at Charleston Southern. And it, apparently he used to throw it around the yard. Yeah, that's last, what I heard. Last week against Florida State, he had one pass attempt. And it was to like the ground. Yeah, and it, it wasn't good. Um, on I all mean, the backs he had, he ran. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think I mean, he's very, he's very mobile. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe they just didn't. I mean, I doubt he's been taking any first place or first team reps or anything like that. So maybe he just didn't have it under his belt. But I'm assuming. I mean, like I said, Leary has not been ruled out, but I just don't see why you would play him this weekend. With yeah, he's not week. playing. There's yeah, there's no way he plays. plays. So I, I think I mean maybe he's been thrown around all practice this week. So yeah, I just heard, I heard he played in an air raid offense, so he must be able to throw the ball. And he threw for over five thousand yards, I heard, or something like that. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe this will be the boost that the offense needs because Leary hasn't been giving it to him. Yeah, um, I think Tim Beck just not a great offensive coordinator. He he couldn't really call plays for Leary. So yeah. with Chambers, I kind of see it getting worse, um, if not a little bit more conservative. I don't see NC State throwing up a lot of points. I do see their defense getting a decent bit of stops. So another play that I have for this game, a two for one, I'm taking the NC State Syracuse under 42. Um, I think NC State's going to – like the quarterback's going to run the ball. Um, their running back is back. Uh, Sumo Carmbe, he's back as well. So it'll be a very run-heavy game. Syracuse is decent at stopping the run. And I don't think Syracuse is going to score a lot either on this stout NC State defense. So one of my like more favorite plays of the week is definitely the under 42. It's kind of reminds me of like a big tennis like style game, like yeah. late in the winter. Yeah, I don't hate that. All right. I have four off. Trevor, you have three. So Trevor, you have two more. Brett, you have three more. Yes. One, two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll say ACC now, so maybe Brett will uh, have some different picks than me. Okay, cool. Let me um let me keep us in the ACC. I'll give another pick. Uh Clemson. So Clemson this week, they are playing uh Florida State. Florida State definitely just they have to be stunned after last week. They should have won that game. Um, like like to be honest, in Raleigh, they didn't get it done. They they're kind of on a slide right now. You know, two losses back to back, loss at Wake, loss at State. You got Clemson, who's probably playing the best ball they've been playing this season. For Clemson only to be a field goal and a half favorite, I think this should be more of like an eight-point game. Uh, maybe something's up here that I'm just not seeing, but I'm taking them dabble in the Tigers. Yeah, so this one was one of the ones that I left on the, on the chopping room floor. Um, and I actually had Florida State plus three and a half. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Florida State's in a bad situation. I think it's a really weird line. That's my second reasoning. And and three, you know, Clemson just doesn't make sense to me right now. Um, they've played a lot of close games. Um, I want to say it opened it. Did it open at three or did it open at three and a half? Opened at four and a half. Four and a half. So, um, yeah, I, I think that – I'm not saying Florida State wins this game, but I think they can keep it close because, you know, Clemson's not a big scoring team. Um, they're going to be in Tallahassee, I believe. So yep. um, I think you're going to have a full house and a, a very angry house after how Florida State's lost a couple of their games because this this team should very easily be 5-1 and one right now. Um, I think Florida State's overlooked because of that tight loss last week. 
I'm also I'm on Marcus's end. I took this one. I I like Clemson minus three and a half. I think DJ Uwe Agale is doing enough right now where the offense is rolling a little bit better than it was at the beginning of the year. We know their defense. Their defense is stout. I I I mean I like I'm kind of with Marcus. I can see this like an eight to ten point game. Honestly, I just I wasn't really impressed with the way that Florida State played last week and. I mean, you had that game, you gave it away. The offense kind of just fell apart in the second half. Uh, So I I like Clemson here to cover as well. And the tipping point to me, I think Clemson's D-line is going to wreck Florida State's offensive line. Like, I don't think Jordan Travis is going to have any time to throw. I don't think there's going to be a lot of gaps opened up for the running game. I really see, like, Clemson – I ain't saying Florida State's not going, like, cross, like, midfield, but – they're they're gonna be like sending the house all night in Florida State yeah. can't walk worth a damn still years later. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Um, so you guys each have two plays left. I have three, so I'll go ahead and give one. Um, let's take it back to bear with me. Um, let's go to Ann Arbor. Um, Trevor mentioned this game, the barbecue boys, they're six and two this season. They're on Penn state plus seven. This was also a play for me until Michigan can actually not look vulnerable against, you know, a Maryland team to give them a scare, quite frankly. Um, Iowa wouldn't really say Iowa was ever in the game, but they gave Michigan some fits here and there. Penn State's playing a lot better than I thought they would this year. Um, James Franklin definitely have those boys playing pretty good. Offense consistently throwing up in like the 30s, uh, typically outside of Northwestern last week. But we Northwestern, you know, maybe like their Super Bowl, like one of the last good efforts they had. Um, big noon Fox game. I definitely see Penn State covering a touchdown here, if not embarrassing Harbaugh. I think this is a vintage Harbaugh spot to where he's kind of gotten his flowers after going to the to the playoff last year. They look decently dominant this year, but I think James Franklin's going to have some for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, this is actually one that I was on the Michigan side until I had a discussion with Chase. Um, but, hey, the fact is Penn State – I mean, I'm not saying Auburn's great this year, but they got blown out by 30 against this Penn State team. Um, Northwestern um, – they're not great, but like you said, this is their Super Bowl. It's the same thing as a Georgia-Missouri situation you have there. And it's not really a terrible Northwestern team compared to the past years. Um, I think Penn State is going to – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Penn State's going to give them a run because I think Penn State can hold up more defensively. Yeah, I, I want so bad to take Penn State. I just can't do it. I, I feel like in years past, every time I've taken them in a big game, they've screwed me over, so – I don't know. I mean, I think this game is going to tell a lot about each team because I don't think really each team has played anybody. I mean, Trevor mentioned going to Auburn, but Auburn, I mean, is just a wreck. And then struggling against Northwestern, and then we know Michigan struggled against Iowa, struggled against Maryland. So I think this is going to be probably a defensive battle because I think both defenses are solid. Clifford's actually playing good ball right now for Penn State. Uh, I mean, it is like sixth year, I think it is. So, but I, I just I can't touch this one because I don't know. Penn State just scares me in these games. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I'm not taking this one personally. It is going to be a prime hot big week on my personal sheet. I left this on the chopping room floor as well, so it made it into my final nine, but did not make the final five. 
All right. Well, there's I know there's two ranked games that we haven't spoke about yet. Maybe we'll gobble them up in the last two picks that we each have. So, um, Trevor, go ahead and uh, give us one. Well, so actually, I didn't touch any ranked games this week. Um, I have um, my next one. I'm gonna have to do is Florida minus two and a half against LSU. Um, this might be coming off of bias of me watching the LSU game last week, but LSU showed me nothing that was impressive. Um, when I look back at their schedule, they do have that compressive win against Mississippi State, but I'm not sold on Mississippi State either. Um, uh, Anthony Richardson, to me, is kind of like a second-rate hidden hooker. Um, I think he's going to be able to get his in this game. And LSU has a huge hole in their front seven. They have, they have no one up there. If you look at Tennessee's stats last week, it looks like Hendon Hooker didn't throw for a lot of yards just because they didn't pass as much. They they pounded the ground. They put up over Tennessee put up over 200 rushing yards, and Tennessee is a team that is not known for running the ball. And I think that's exactly what Anthony Richardson is going to do. He's going to have a field day with this uh, LSU defensive front. Um, so I think he's going to get his points there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see like a early Florida blowout. LSU come back and bring it down to the wire in the second half, as LSU has done multiple times this year. Um, but, yeah, I think that Florida minus two and a half should be a pretty easy one for Florida. I also oh, think Florida's just getting their stuff together. How about under 50 and a hook? Yeah, I, I saw the over-under. I thought that was really weird. Um, my my assumption here is there's given LSU's defensive backfield credit. I mean, when you look at Anthony Richardson, you're, like, thinking he's not going to make his passes because of that defensive backfield. But at the same time, like I said, he's going to get it on the ground. I'm also on this one. I like Florida. Oh, man. 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 Me and Brent on everything. We, we, yeah, we're we're dying gonna have a good week or a bad week. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I watched the last week too. But I mean, LSU can stop crap. And so, like, like Trevor said, I, Richardson isn't the kind of, I mean, he athletically he is, but I don't think he's as good as a passer. But he definitely is mobile enough where, I, I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, their defense was just, gaping holes everywhere so uh, i like florida here in this position especially since it's in gainesville too all right um let's go to the bluegrass state you got the pirate mike leach taking his bulldogs of hill state to go play the kentucky wildcats of big blue nation i want mississippi state I love what Mike Leach has done uh, most of the season. I love how the air raid is just picking apart everybody. Um, so best unit on the field for Mississippi State, obviously their offense. Best unit on the field, Kentucky defense. Kentucky's offense, I've been saying this all season, they're not that good. So not even a first to 40. If this is a first to 30, I don't know if Kentucky is capable of putting up 30 points and I see a lot of fireworks coming from Mississippi State again. Mississippi State last week throwing up 40 on Arkansas, 42 the week before on a good Texas A&M defense, um, 45 on Bowling Green before that. I mean, everything about this offense has been hitting since week one. And although Kentucky's defense is good, when Mississippi State is going to have so many possessions, I don't see them holding them at bay. I think three and a half should be more like seven and a half, eight and a half. So um, I think I got a decent amount of value there. So I'd give me Mississippi State laying three and a hook against Kentucky. Is yeah. Levis playing? Levis is back. Levis yeah, is okay. back. I don't think that matters. Um, Levis is one of the most overrated quarterbacks I think out there. Uh, there's going to be – there will be an NFL team that takes him in the first two rounds. They will regret it. 
Um, he won't do anything in the NFL. Um, it makes no sense to me the hype they get about their quarterback when, like Marcus said, they, they don't put 30 on anybody. I, no, I don't know. No, they, no. they scored 30 points at least once this year. I'm not even sure. They don't. They don't put up points. They have a great defense. This is uh, this is the SEC's NC State right here. Yep. Um, and I, I'm with Marcus here. I think Mississippi State's going to do it because, as great as Kentucky's defense is, Mississippi State will get theirs. Um, I think Kentucky is getting exposed this year because they have the luxury of having one of the easiest schedules in the SEC. And this was a year where they were expected to get ten plus wins, and I'll be surprised if they get eight. Because they're going to lose Mississippi State, they're going to lose to Tennessee. They might, they'll probably lose to to someone else on that schedule as well. All right. Um, so Trevor, Brett, and then I will round us out. Yeah. So my last one, it's not a ranked matchup, but it does have a ranked team in it. Is uh, Texas minus sixteen? Um, I think if Quinn Ewers is in the game, Texas is going to ball out. When, when Quinn Ewers has been in the game, Texas has looked like the best team in the country. That first quarter that he played against Alabama, I thought they were going to blow Alabama out. And last week, they did something to Oklahoma they haven't done to Oklahoma in decades, and they just completely embarrassed them. You got people calling for Brent Venable's head halfway through season one. So, I mean, the, the things that, that he can do, he's, he's definitely special. So I, I think 16 points will be easy. Iowa State's not going to score. Iowa State will probably get some stops on Texas, but they're not going to be able to handle this one here. I think this is going to be a situation where you see like a this one could end up like 42-28 or 42-24, something like that. It's going to be really close to that spread, but I think they'll, Texas will just cover it. I like it. Yeah, I agree. Quinn Ewers may be the best quarterback in the country. Besides Henry Hooker, yeah. Yes, our guy. I mean, they they would one hundred percent. I think they'd be undefeated if he if he didn't get hurt in Bama game. I think they'd beat Bama. And obviously, if he wasn't hurt for the Texas Tech game, I'm pretty sure they they beat Texas Tech as well. So, yeah, I mean, without those injuries, you're probably looking at a top ten, top five team right now. Yeah, even with the injuries, they're they're in the top twenty five. Yeah, they're going to finish the season top fifteen most likely if they keep winning. Their schedule only gets easier from here. Oklahoma yeah. and Bama were their hardest games. Yeah, and they—I mean—they definitely have the chance to probably win the Big Twelve right now. Honestly, absolutely. All right. Well, there's two ranked games that we have to talk about, like one way or another. I think that's about to talk about one of them. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to Rocky Top. Yep. Okay. So um, I wasn't going to say. This, I mean, this is probably this is by far going to be the best game of the year so far. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think there's going to be fireworks in this game. Um, Bryce Young is questionable. I don't know if he's going to play. If he does play, he's not going to be 100% in my opinion. Um, I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. This is going to be the best offense that Alabama has seen, and this is going to be the best defense that Tennessee has seen. But I I, I don't know. I, I like the, I like Rocky Top here. I like them to cover the the spread here. I know probably – I think a lot of people have been kind of on this game. So, what, that kind of scares me a little bit just because a lot of people have been on Tennessee. But I don't think you're going to have a – you're not going to have 100% Bryce Young if he plays this game, in my opinion. So, I think that's going to be the difference. Um, I think this could be a shootout, even as good as Alabama's defense is. But I think – 
Tennessee's offense is good enough where they're going to score the ball. And I mean, I, I think Bama's even if they got the backup in there, I think Bama's still going to score. But I, I just I I love this game. It's in uh, Tennessee, which I think is a huge factor here. So give me Rock Top. Yeah, obviously I, I didn't want to touch this one with uh, you know trying to blame you. keep my emotional blinders on, um, and usually being uh, uh, having battered ball syndrome as I call it. Um, I, I see every game that we play as a loss going into it. Just I haven't gotten used to the fact that we might actually be good at football. Um, when I watch, you know, obviously I've watched all of our games. I think I've watched every game this year twice. Uh, I've watched every Bama game. When I watch those, I don't see how Tennessee loses this game. I think Bama's defensive backfield has looked weaker than it's ever looked. We, we saw that with Texas. We saw that with AM. and um, Bama does have an amazing front seven, and that's something to be con- uh, concerned with because um, it's going to be hard for us to establish a run game to get to open up the pass game if we don't have – we can't even get the run going in the first place. So they're going to have to do something different there. Um, the one thing that brings me hope in that scenario is that I saw a completely different Tennessee offense last week when we played against LSU. They went away from air raid and spreading it out. Well, they kept spreading it out, but they didn't kind of, they didn't do pass first. They ran the ball first almost that entire game against LSU. Um, so I've seen that Hypel is able to adjust depending on the, uh, on the defense that he's on. Um, but like I said, the batter of Alston in me just thinks like we're going to see a different Bama this week than we saw in the AM game or the Texas game. Yeah. Um, we've had years before where we thought Bama was going to be have a down year, and they came back and just crushed. So I'm staying away from this game. Um, for some reason, to me, it feels like an under game. I think a lot of people are talking about the over. What is the uh, over under on this? I think it's 65 and a half. Yep. 65 and a half. 65 and a half. Um, to me, it, it feels like it's going to be one of those sneaky under games. I feel like every game that's been touted as a big scoring matchup for Tennessee this year, when you look at the LSU game or you look at the um, the Pitt or the Florida games, I think the Florida barely hit the over off of some crazy plays towards the end of the game. Pitt and Tennessee was nowhere near the over. LSU and Tennessee was nowhere near the over. So I, I think this could be a, a decent underplay. Um yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful, but we'll see what happens. So, forewarning to the listeners, I think every bet that I've thrown on mid-show this season has missed. Um, but, you know, the Hound Dogs are going to be running wild in Winston-Salem. And when those horns hit at 3.30, just, just going to be reminiscing, getting the chills. I know Neyland's going to be crazy. So, um, while, while looking at this, first quarter spread – I can get Tennessee three-point dog in the first quarter. Give me those points. I'm eating them up. Neyland's going to be insane. Bama's probably going to go. They might kick a field goal in the first quarter. If they score a touchdown, I think Tennessee's going to answer right back. It's going to be a lot of emotion. I really think Tennessee first half is a great play. And then maybe Bama storm back late, like maybe one of those kind of games. But if I can get the Vols catching points in um, a whole field goal in the first quarter, give me Rocky Top. Yeah, and that's something that's, that Bama struggled with this year. They struggled in Austin and they uh, struggled in College Station on on big crowds. And this is going to be the – this might not be the biggest. I'm sorry, College Station held more people, but I'm sure this will be the loudest game. Um, this game will be crazy. Uh, if, if Milrow is out there – Milrow has, has not experienced anything like he's going to experience when he walks out to that first snap in the first quarter. Um, 
So, yeah, I think the plus three for Tennessee in the first quarter is a great play. Because, um, like like you said, I think Bama might sneak away the field goal. Um, but I don't see them putting up a lot of points early. Yeah, I think Hendon drops bombs. There, There's a there's a lot going. You got the garbage truck worker convention, orange out. Going to be a lot of that puke in a pumpkin orange. Going to be a lot, a lot of orange. And I will say Cedric Tillman's out again. Um, that hasn't hurt us at this point. I don't think it hurts us here. I mean, obviously, he's one of the best water receivers in the country, but the next man up mentality has worked well. Ramel Keaton stepped up in that in that wide receiver one spot. Um, four said, so I don't think that's going to hurt us as much. Uh, I'm more concerned with if we're getting our left tackle back. It sounds like we are. He missed the LSU game. Um, we're going to – the LSU front seven was not as aggressive as what we're going to see this weekend. When you have that Will Anderson come at your left tackle, you need your you need LT1 out there. So you're, we should be getting our left tackle back this week. That's going to be a big factor for me. Um, when said was announced as out, the spread did move to eight. Um, so it did move a little bit in Bama's way. We'll see what happens when they announce Bryce. I'd be surprised they don't announce Bryce at all for that spread. So we'll be having a look on the practice on the sidelines. All right, um, so we got to hit on a couple more topics for this game. Um, one, do you have your cigar priming ready? Uh, I'm actually going tonight to go buy it. Um, so as soon as uh, five o'clock hits, I'm going to get hit the uh, hit the butcher and get some meat to throw in the smoker, and then I'm gonna head over to the cigar shop. This will be the first year I actually buy a cigar for the game, so I will have one in hand just in case. Um, the other thing I will have is I will have Dixieland Delight ready to be played as the clock strikes zero if Tennessee wins this game because that, as everybody knows, it's, it's Dixieland Delight's a great song about Tennessee. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a great weekend to play that one. So uh, I imagine if we are winning this game towards the end of the fourth quarter and it seems like it's over, I imagine the stadium will be blasting Dixieland Delight towards the end. Yeah, it's just tough to say and, like, claim that song after you haven't beat them in, like, 5,800 days. No matter what happens with Tennessee and Alabama game, there's the word Alabama is not mentioned once in that song, and I think Tennessee's mentioned quite a few times. All right, um, so tell us what the smoke of the week is because this is the game of the week. Yeah, so it's going to be the smoke is going to be going full speed this weekend. Uh, what the uh, for the game of the week, we'll be focusing on the Alabama white sauce. Um, and I'm also going to do a pulled pork and do some some Tennessee sweet barbecue sauce as well. So have a little bit of both sides um, with the pulled pork. I'll also be throwing all kinds of other stuff on there. Uh, I think we got smoked jerky coming. We got some smoked jalapeno poppers coming. Um, the, the smoker is going to be stacked to the brim from, uh, from midnight tonight until about three 30 tomorrow. So check out the Instagram page. You'll see lots of stuff coming up there tonight or tomorrow. Hope you have a lot of wood pellets. Had to, had to buy a new bag already. I like it. Uh, Brett, anything else there before I take us to the last game? Nope. That's it. All right. So, uh, Brett, I'm taking your pokes this week. Um, Oklahoma state going, going uh, to TCU, I think the Big 12, and especially after watching Baylor go down last night, a couple teams were about to turn into the to a pumpkin. I don't think anyone is going undefeated in conference play this year in the Big 12. Um, Oklahoma State, they, they've been great, you know, so far this season in every way possible, just finding ways to win games. Um, and I, I think it may be TCU's time. I think TCU may be like riding a little high. And although what they do last week, they yeah, them in Kansas, that that slow start, I don't think they can afford to get off to a slow start against um, Oklahoma State. 
I, I really don't. I think Spencer Sanders is probably the most consistent we've seen him in a long time. Do you agree, disagree? Yeah, I mean, th- this game, I went back and forth on this game because I want to put on the card. I, I honestly like Oklahoma State in this position because I think their defense is better. Um, last week, last week uh, TCU went to Kansas, and we know that all the high games and everything like that. I don't think that Kansas defense is actually that good. I think what's been keeping them in the game is their offense. And this is going to be a whole different ball game because – Oklahoma State's defense, they can fly. So I'm actually kind of surprised TCU is favored in this game, and I think it's probably because they're at home. But Spencer Sanders is playing good ball right now. I mean, he's playing really good ball. And I don't know. This game is a toss-up to me because, I mean, I think we all jumped on the TCU bandwagon after their drubbing of Oklahoma. But I think we found out pretty quickly when Oklahoma lost 49 to zero last week that Oklahoma just sucks. So this game is kind of a little toss up to me. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm against both of you guys. I think TCU wins this game. Um, I understand what you're saying about Oklahoma. I think they were just kind of beaten down after the TCU game and the Texas game. Secondly, we're, TCU put up a great fight and a great game against Kansas, and they got into a situation where they had to face adversity and they had to uh to learn how to get together late and they did it and they and they came back and they made sure to win that game oklahoma state has not played a single remotely decent team this year um i I don't understand how they are top 10 um they when i look at their schedule their best win is a 500 baylor team so i don't see how that sets them up as a top seven team in the country um so i i think uh i think tcu wins that game all right, well, got some button heads. It's, it's nice to have a little bit of agreement because yeah, I'm glad I could finally just Well, okay, so real quick now, I, I mean, I didn't put this one on the card. I, I wanted to so bad, but because honestly, I think the Kansas quarterback Bean, I don't think he's that much of a step down down from Daniels. I mean, he played good last week, so OU is giving nine nine points. I think right. They're giving, they're giving nine, giving eight and a half. Yeah, so they're giving. So I mean that that game is intriguing to me because you're you talk about a team that because not they cannot play defense and honestly, I don't think Kansas really steps down a whole lot from first string to second string quarterback because that guy played well last week and he's a mobile guy. We've seen Oklahoma struggles with the mobile guy. Doug and ran all over them. Scroll down, Marcus. Sorry, go back to the other page and scroll down. So this is what's interesting right here, Brett, is that, one, why is this opening up as over a touchdown favorite and Oklahoma's favorite after they just got blown out? Yeah. Kansas has looked way better. Makes no sense that Oklahoma's favored by a touchdown and a half. Secondly, 73% of money has been put on Kansas because of this. I think everybody's falling for this trick. Everybody's like this. Everybody's sitting here in the same position as us thinking this is a crazy line. 73% of the money is on Kansas, but the line's moving towards Oklahoma. So that makes even more – that makes even less sense for me – so this seems like a situation that Vegas knows something that we don't, and they're gonna and Oklahoma's gonna route Kansas. And this game, I just don't see. I mean, I know Gabriel's back, which will definitely help their offense a little bit, but the defense is still. I mean, defense still sucks. I mean, Kansas is gonna score points. They're going to score. What's the over under on this one? We got the over under sixty two. 
Yeah, you know what? Go ahead and put me on there. I want over 62. I wasn't going to take this, but I think this could be fireworks. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say Oklahoma sucks because, like we had just talked about before, Texas has Quinn Ewers, and Quinn Ewers might be the best quarterback in the country. So they weren't able to yeah, score. But they're not but even score? They're, they're missing Gabriel? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't. I mean, even if Gabriel was in that game, that game would have still been a blowout, in my opinion, anyway. I, I mean, I don't know how good Gabriel – I mean, I think he's – I think he's solid, but I don't think he's like all world. Yeah. No, Marcus, so, what are your thoughts, Marcus? I, I don't like the over under at all. I think that's a very dangerous number. So, peace be with you. But I think Kansas is just better than Oklahoma. Um, I, I'd take the nine. Can you believe we're saying that right now? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that as well. And before we're off the subject of Kansas, um, with our big 12 SEC win totals, Trevor already has one loss, and it was done at the third week of the season. If I Let me quote him verbatim. I am not more sure about anything other than Kansas under two and a half wins, and they're laying at five right now. Hey, I'm happy to be wrong on that one. The, the whole state of Kansas, they deserve that. Um, hopefully they keep winning. You were so I mean, sure. Shoot, I, I'm trying to look at mine. I forgot we did. I mean, oof. I so don't, Baylor's I, probably. I, I don't think. I don't think I'm gonna hit that Baylor one. Um, Texas might get in there. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think Texas hits that either. I, I'm confident in my Tennessee over seven and a half. Uh, Georgia. Georgia's been scaring me lately too. They don't have to play anybody else besides us. Yeah, that's true. They haven't had to play anybody right now either, and they're still struggling. They played Oregon, beat the shit out of them. Uh, What's Mizzou at right now? Two wins, you say? Two wins, yeah. I I think that one could hit. That one's going to hit. Missouri's going to lose to us. They'll lose to Kentucky. They'll lose to South Carolina. Ole Miss is going over seven and a half. Yeah, you're going to try to talk me off of that one. They're going over. They're the most. They're the least talked about undefeated team right now. They, they are. They were on my card this week. Dude, no, actually, I saw I took them earlier this week at like 15 and a half. Um, where are they at right now? But this line moved. I think it moved in their favor though. 14 and a half against Auburn. Yeah, I, I mean, you gotta like that, honestly. This Give me the reps. Give me the reps. Throwing it on. <laughs> No, it was on my card. I don't know why I didn't write it down for show purposes, but yeah, Ole Miss uh, laying 14 and a half against Auburn. Yes, 1000%. Auburn can't score. I don't, they, I don't know if they can score 14 and a half. Yeah, and this is a situation where I think this, the spread's moving the other way. I think from what I've heard from Ole Miss fans, Auburn usually has the Ole Miss number no matter how bad Auburn is and how good Ole Miss is. So, uh, I think Ole Miss almost lost this game last year. Um, and I think they're kind of, like, pessimistic about it. But everything I've seen on, on, on camera shows me that Ole Miss should be the shit out of them. Yeah, I bet one of my buddies um, at my old job, he went to Auburn. Like, he was there during the kick six and everything. So, he's a diehard Auburn fan. I bet um, – um, what was Auburn's over-under win total? Did any of us take them under? under Auburn six? actually did win this game last year. Yeah, I bet him – we bet, like, two cases of beer um, that Auburn doesn't hit seven wins. And he's 
like dead set that they're going to hit it. And I'm like, no way. So what's the rest of their schedule? Well, we know they got Bama. Yeah. I mean, they're not beating Bama. All right. So Auburn has. After Ole Miss, they have Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Western Kentucky, and Bama. They would be lucky to win two games. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, they're not going. So they're not going to be able to miss. I will say uh, maybe they can beat A and M at home. They might be A and M's terrible. Yeah, yeah, they're bad. I mean, and and I hate to say this, but Arkansas is not playing well either right now. Yeah, they're not. We're I think we're off the pigs. Yeah, we, we the Pittman was Pittman bandwagon was great while it lasted, but they're not going to beat Mississippi State. I'll mark that one down. I don't know. They're not going to be Bama. Yeah, I think I think you're good. I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah. Give me give me the reps. 14 and a half. Let's lay it. I think they're going to be angry from last year too. I, I understand that Auburn always has Ole Miss number or whatever, but something's got to give. Yeah, and Kiff- Kiffin's going to run it up if he can. I'm sure he'll be able to. All right, um, so let's do the power parlay. Everyone scan over your cards, get your favorite play, and we'll throw it in. Also, for the listeners, every week the power parlay, these picks have been horrible that have went in there. I think last week, <laughs> so week six, only one out of four hit. Week five, one out of four hit. Week four, one out of five hit. So <laughs> just beware. These are supposed to be our best bets. And like overall, they're just not delivering, but we're going to try to stream together and win some money. So now barbecue has Penn State plus seven. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put the uh, first power parlay pick in there. That's UNC minus seven. Uh, I like my Clemson, Clemson minus three and a half. And I like the North Carolina State Syracuse under 42. I just realized I did not take any points this week. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I mean, Marcus took over under. You lost all your over unders last week, didn't you? Well, uh, well, the thing about it, a lot of them were close. Like Arkansas, Mississippi State got to 57. Um, well, so they know what they're doing, Marcus. That's what, that's what Vegas does. Yeah. Army didn't do anything against Wade. Yeah, it was, it was about, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Tennessee did all they could. Yeah, they they yeah, LSU looked bad. All right, um, does that wrap us up? Everybody dry? Yeah. Yep. All right. We'll, we'll see what happens with Bryce Young. I would like to say objectively, I think Bryce Young should not play. I think he's got a lot of money that he's gonna get paid up in uh in a few months, and I wouldn't risk it on this. As one other point I want to mention that Tennessee fan or not, Tennessee has the most quarterback rushes in the SEC, and we've played one less game than everybody else. So Bryce Young is going to get hit. So if he comes out there, he's going to be it's, – it's a lot of risk, a lot of money to, to risk out there for a game that technically doesn't matter because this, this game will not affect any outcomes yeah. of the SEC or national standings. Losers still controls their own destiny. I, I, I don't see why they would throw them out there. But, hey, it's a rivalry game. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he wants to play. But, I mean, I, I, mean, I want him to play because I want, I want the best – 
quarterbacks from both teams playing, but I don't think he's going to be hundred percent. So I kind of agree. I don't think he should play honestly. Brett, two of one to play too. How'd that turn out? Yeah. Where's where's two and now? He's a practice. Yeah. I mean, well, listen. If my that's Miami's fault. Yeah, I think it'll be Bama's fault here if, if Bryce plays. Like I said, this game does not affect the outcome of the SEC. Loser still controls their own destiny as long as they win out. Tennessee can win this game and lose to Georgia and still lose the SEC. So this game doesn't really affect any either team for their future outcome. But obviously, it's a it's a highly ranked game and big rivalry and no love lost in these teams. So I'm sure they're going to both be giving it their all. There's some great football. There's some great football this week. This will be the good. best late. This is by far the best slate. This this will be a, a twelve to twelve on the couch kind of Saturday. Yeah, yep, absolutely. I and mean, there's a lot of action um, to cover the day. I mean, even like Chapel. I mean, there no one took Hawaii, of course, but I think Chapel Hill, Duke. That's an eight o'clock kick. I think late night game. So yeah, we're we're gonna be watching it all day, counting them up and uh, counting these wins because there's a lot of agreement on the board. So we need we need to we need to come correct. As a show, we are hanging at 68 and 69. So let's go. Let's let's have a big one. Let's go like plus 10, plus 12 this week. Well, whatever we're doing this week, it's going to be all up or all down because we got a lot of the same picks. Yeah, all of our eggs are in one basket. All right, let's go ahead and recap. Uh, now we know who brings us this show. Uh, the game of the week is the Crimson Tide traveling to Knoxville. By the way, Trevor, before we start, why do you call it K-Town? It's not it call it K Town. Nobody calls it K Town. One guy on Twitter called it K Town. He's an idiot. No one else I've ever heard calls it K Town. Okay, I would say it should be Kville, but that's okay. one guy on Twitter. He's just sadly more famous than he should be. It's not K K Town. Yeah, that's uh, that that was the rapper, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He got he's famous for one reason or another. Okay, now we'll Colson Barbecue brings us the show, Game of the Week, Crimson Tide traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, Trevor has a cigar in his back pocket, hoping to light it up tomorrow around 7 o'clock, 7.30. Uh, smoke of the Week, you'll see some Alabama white sauce on some chicken and some Tennessee sweet barbecue sauce. And their piping hot pick of the week is Penn State plus seven in Ann Arbor. Let's go to Trevor's card. He has Chapel Hill laying seven, Miami laying a touchdown as well. Syracuse laying three and a hook against NC State up there in the dome. Florida laying two and a hook against LSU. Nice rivalry game every year. And then Texas as a 16-point favorite. Brett's card, Miami laying seven, Keeps laying three and a hook, Clemson laying three and a hook, Florida laying two and a half along with Trevor. He is on the volunteers to cover eight and a half against the Crimson Tide, and he threw on late. Kansas, Oklahoma, over 62, expecting a lot of points there. Marcus, my card, Miami laying seven, Q's laying three and a hook. NC State, Syracuse, also under 42 and a half. Penn State, plus seven in Ann Arbor. Got the Pokes, plus four against TCU. Clemson laying three and a half. Mississippi State laying three and a half as well. Chapel Hill, touchdown favorite. And then my late additions were Tennessee plus three, first quarter, expecting Neyland to be rocking and give Bama some trouble early on. And then I have Ole Miss laying 14 and a half against the Auburn Tigers. That's a slate, boys. Should be a fun weekend. It really should. I wish our game was earlier so I could have a more stress-free Saturday. But uh... – I'll be up early and I'll uh, I'll be stressed until about eight o'clock. 
All right. Um, so what, what are we drinking tomorrow? What's everyone's drink of choice? Can't go wrong, though, light. That's what I do every Saturday. I'll buy 24 tonight, and that's what I'll be drinking all day. I drink water. I stay hydrated. Very nice, Brad. The responsible one in the group. <laughs> I, I just – I know this is lame, but, like, when I drink or whatever, I feel like I just – and, like, I'm watching football, I feel like I just don't pay attention. And I want to be sober and pay attention whenever I watch football. Unless it's, like, games I don't care about. But that's just, that's just always been my kind of, like, theory on it. Like, the way I feel. I know that's lame as hell, but – when I'm drinking, I'm just not paying attention. Where I'm like sleepy, I get sleepy. I don't really watch it. So when I'm sober, I'm actually like tuned into it. Yeah, I'm the opposite. My nerves get too high on game day, especially for Tennessee games. And I, I got to drink to bring it down. Yeah, I mean, well, I, when you suck like we do right now, like it doesn't really matter. I'm just, maybe I'm, I'm, I have a problem, but even in our, I've had more sucky years than y'all, arguably, in my lifetime. Sure. I mean, and I still get my hopes up every time. Tennessee can be two and five going into Bama. Like we might win, we might sneak up on them this year. It doesn't matter. And then I get my hopes up, and we get crushed every time. Um, I was I was tracking my heart rate at the Florida game, and before kickoff, I was almost hitting two hundred beats per minute. Like I have to, I have to keep alcohol going to keep to keep myself cool or as cool as possible. I should say. That's funny. Good medicine. Good medicine. Uh, T, thanks for joining the show. Um, let's make some money this weekend and let's get this show back in the green. Um, <laughs> we're going one way, one way big. Let's hope it's up. Yep. Enjoy the football this weekend, guys, and Trevor, good luck. Thanks a lot. I need it. I, I can't even focus on work the rest of the day. I can't, I, I can't think about anything tonight, tomorrow morning. It's going to be a long morning. I know I'll be up early. The game is still 24 there. hours away. Yeah, that feels too far for me. I'm just, I don't even know what to do at this point. All right. Well, rest up, get everything on the smoker nice and well, and we'll chop it up in the chat room this weekend. I'll talk to y'all. All right. All right. Go balls. See you guys.